Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear and Charlie Long in studio. And Charlie? Inside the Draft with Mike D is brought to you by Craig's Electrical and Generator Service. When the power goes off, Craig's comes on. Yesterday, Mike, we did edge rushers and defensive ends. Today, we're going to the defensive interior, and we're starting at the very top with your number one rated player in the entire class of 2023, Georgia's Jalen Carter. Yeah, um... I knew that he didn't maybe give 100% effort on every game, but when he did, and listen, they're rare athletes that can do it. They can take that volume knob and sort of click it a couple ways, one way or another. No, that that was like jumping gathers, Mike. Like with, hell, like when they want to go, nobody can block them. And Jalen was like that in college. When he wanted to go, you weren't going to block him. and And so you understood that going in. Uh, that he, you're gonna need somebody to kind of babysit him a little bit, or push the right button a, to get him to play right, and then the incident off the field with the drag racing and what he did or didn't do, and then he shows up for his pro day and he's 15 to 20 pounds overweight, and so man it tells you, you know, somebody's not uh, thinking right for you, and then saying, well, I won't talk to any team who doesn't have a top-10 pick. Well, what Jalen has to realize is the fact that there were teams that would have been interested to grab him, to move up to pick him. you got to understand the crowd you're playing to. He hasn't been given good advice. He hasn't done things himself to put him in that spot, but he hasn't been given good advice either. So, Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Don't tell me because Saints fans would not want to see, uh, you know, we always like production, expectations. It's not another Jonathan Sullivan, huh? No. He, oh, okay, no, no. but look, look what Jonathan Sullivan but was Jonathan drafted. Sullivan was never dominant like this guy. But he, what, but he still was like top. Was he number nine? What was yeah, he? He was a top ten pick. Yeah, I mean, uh, look at that. He was more worried about getting a cheeseburger uh, <laughs> than, than, than playing. And he was just happy getting, when he, once he got paid, that was it. He yeah, shut but, it well, down. Once he got down, I remember, $11 million or something guaranteed that he shut it down. No, that, that's, what, that's what you don't want in a talented player like Jalen Carter that you want them to consistently be motivated going forward. Bob, I did a show out in Detroit this morning, and they were bringing up, okay, the, the Lions' biggest need is defensive tackle. Would they pick Jalen Carter? My thing is, how does Dan Campbell feel about him? Is he a Dan Campbell guy? Just off the surface? I would say probably not. But does Dan feel as though I can take his talent and motivate him? I don't right, know that. Right. 
He's a right. Pete Carroll guy. Let's <laughs> see. No, no, Pete. No, that's the one pick. thing with Pete. Pete's dealt with guys like Jalen Carter in the past. He dealt with them when he was at SC, and so I, I get it. He would fit in a Seattle team. I think Atlanta's got a lot of interest. You should know about him more than anybody if you're the Falcons. Right, right, right. He's right, right in your backyard. backyard. Yeah. And, and if anybody could get him rolling, it would be Ryan. And so, Mike, despite the off-the-field concerns, he's still your top player because you just flip on the tape and watch him just bulldoze people in the interior? He's still my top-rated player with a couple asterisks. Next I guess so. Year. You don't expect him to go you He's know, not going to go one two, or two. Probably not even three. <laughs> but then after three, uh, you start to hit the countdown because he's not going to fall far. Uh, man, you had some people. Oh, he's gonna fall into the twenties. Never. No way. He's too talented. No, you come on. Uh, it, the world's not fair, but I hate to break it to you. Talented people get more opportunities than others, and he's gonna get more opportunities than others because he is super talented. He will be a top ten pick, man. Uh, if you can get him right, good gracious. Uh, I know in talking to Pete Jenkins, who has worked with him the last three years, told me, he said, Mike, I ain't having a lot of guys that are talented like him. Even at like 70%, he was like, he's better than most of these guys at 100. Now, for Pete to say that, that's saying something. But Pete said, you know, hey, you got to be just right to get him rolling. And he says, you know, he says, he's really a good kid. But, you know, he said there's some maturity issues there that he has to fight. And he said the other thing I'm concerned about, people around him. No, that makes a difference. It don't matter whether it's football, basketball, baseball. Look at Zion. Who's around you? Who's influencing you? Who's your mentor? Uh, who's someone that you could trust? And maybe not be a yes man, uh, but tell you, no, no, uh, sorry. You know, we're not doing that. We have to do this. And this is the right thing. And then the more you mature uh, as, a, as a, a young man, then you can maybe go on your own. But right now, Mike, I, I think he needs someone around him pointing him in the right direction uh, 24-7. If he does that, uh, then I think he'll make good decisions and he'll be highly successful. Because if you look at Detroit, Seattle, Atlanta, all with gaping holes, Chicago, all with gaping holes at defensive tackle. He ain't getting out of that gauntlet. Can you imagine not. if Chicago gets him? You trade out from the number first one overall pick, pick, probably who you would have taken with the first overall you pick. You might have. You might have. You still get him with the ninth pick with on top of everything else she got from Carolina. That's That'd that, be something. That potentially could happen. And moving on from Jalen Carter, your next guy, a guy that we've kind of talked about if he starts to fall in the draft with the Saints trade up as a defensive tackle need, and that's Pittsburgh's Kalajic Hansi. Yeah, he's an interesting player. Um, you know, everybody tries to compare him to Aaron Donald, but there's only one Aaron Donald. Yes, come on. That, come on. you got to slow your roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's not built like Aaron's built. Uh, now, he might have similar size. Maybe height-wise, yeah. <laughs> and, but, it, you know, come on. Aaron Donald is, is, it was, Aaron is unbelievable. Aaron Donald's a beast. Uh, out there. Now, he's a disruptor in the middle. He's quick. He's real fast. Uh, he's gotten much better as a technician. The one time um, you can see he gets beat if he gets hit with a combo block. Come on. you six one, and you 280 pounds. Man, he got them guys up front 340, 350 pounds. They sort of combo you and can move you out of the way. But, man, for the right team, because of his pass rush ability, I think he goes anywhere from 17 to 22 in round one. Well, because, well, Mike uh... – 
you look at interior pass rush, you know, we always talk about the edge, guys coming off the edge. But think about as a quarterback, I can tell you this, we hate this more than anything. <laughs> is that, look, I'm not worried about getting hit. Uh, you just block for me, and I'm not talking about a long time, like 1,001, 1,002, without throw the ball, okay? But can I, if you scream it off the edge, can I step up in the pocket? See, that's when you're truly disruptive with an opposing quarterback, even if they know what they're doing. Like Tom Brady hated this, and that's why the Saints did a great job with this. You have guys screaming off the edge, and maybe you don't have this capability to get outside, and you want to step up, but there's no place to step up. So I think that's what he might bring to the table, right, Mike? If you got guys getting it done on the edge, and all of a sudden he's getting penetration from the interior. And I'd move him around a little bit. Because I think that that's a way of not, okay, we can combo block you. Uh, if I move you around, then you can't set right, that up, right. a, a different, so to yeah, speak. A different blocking scheme. Uh, right. So I think he goes anywhere from 17 to 22 in round one. He's a really good football player. Uh, it's got to be the right fit. I know the Lions have spent a lot of time breaking him down. He would be the type of guy I think Dan Campbell loves because one thing with him, he's pedaled to the metal. Well, Cansey would fit them at their own pick, isn't it, at like 18 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, exactly. So, so it, 17 to 22, right, he would fit right there. don't want to pick Jalen Carter with that sixth overall pick or maybe even Or maybe they go Seattle. with a a corner exactly. like Gonzalez. Yeah, Chris, and we'll talk about corners uh, in yeah. a couple days, but we're going to keep going on with defensive tackles. Two guys that are probably going to sneak into the back half of the first round, Clemson's Brian Breesey and Michigan's Mozzie Smith. Yeah, Brian Breesey's a guy, along with Keon White, I, I'd watch closely as it gets to 29. Uh, if both of them are available or one of them is available, because I think the Saints would have a lot of interest in Brian Breesey. He's six foot five and a quarter, almost three hundred pounds. Um, man, he was one of the most highly recruited players in the country coming out of uh, high school. Goes to Clemson, three years starter there. He was ranked the number one defensive tackle in the recruiting services when he came out, and he had a knee injury two years ago, and then this year dealing with the death of his sister to cancer. Um, he's a tall cut player, so I'd like to see him play with a little bit lower balance, but he's quick. Uh, he's very powerful. He's got a powerful hand punch and move around. He can move people around real well. I'd like to see a little bit more consistency in his game, but man, he's got a lot of talent and, um, he, I think he would need some work on just playing a little bit lower at six foot five and a quarter. That's a tall cut defensive yeah. tackle. So you got to understand leverage and getting lower, but I think he goes 25, 31 in round one. And then Mozzie Smith. Mozzie Smith's totally different. Mozzie, man, he should have a big sign behind him, you know, uh, you know, stay behind about 15 feet. Because, I mean, he is a load. He's like a truck coming downhill. Terrific in run support. He knows how to tie up blockers. One of the things the scheme at Michigan was, hey, listen, tie up multiple blockers. Let our linebackers race through to make the play. So we haven't seen a lot of pass rush out of him. And I think he'll be an influence in basically pushing that inside pocket. I'm not real sure how many sacks he's going to give you. But he can be an influencer up front in his ability to push that inside pocket. Great in run defense. Um, did have an issue, uh, a firearm issue that he's dealing with. 
Uh, how you look at that um, in today's world, I, I think sort of you you always a little bit with your antenna up when those sort of things happen. And again, I think he's a guy like Breesy could go late in round one. If he gets into round two, it won't be more than a couple picks. Yeah, still a run defender. Yeah, but he's yeah. a big run defender. No, he's 6'3", 330. Man, he's uh, 330 is on a, on a slight day. Right, right, right. He's got more than that. And he's admitted he's gotten his weight up to over 350 pounds. So you're you fighting the bulge uh, a little bit there, too. But, man, Well, Mike, if they, went, if they ever went in that direction, it would be like, okay – this is our goal uh, to contribute to our defense to be a, a, a top five run defense, where instead of giving up four and a half yards, we're giving up like 3.8 or something. And he could have a big part of that. How you occupy uh, blockers and let the linebackers flow. And, and so would their thoughts be, okay, he's not going to get a lot of sacks, but he can tie up multiple blockers right, right. and Pete Werner and Demario Davis can fill that hole. And then a guy that I've seen kind of projected at the back end of the first round recently, and this is a name that's kind of come up, uh, Northwestern's Adi Tamiwa Adibara. Yeah, Adi is a guy that... Um, he got to be from Africa. Where is he from? Nigeria or something? From Ni- his parents are from Nigeria. Okay. He grew up in Kansas City. Grew up a Kansas City oh, wow. Chiefs fan. Oh, wow. And has sort of laid the gauntlet out. Hey, I want to play for the Chiefs. I grew up the biggest Chiefs fan in the world. That's what I saw. He was projected and, at 31st. And so, Western. I really think he's better off inside. So, Mike, a su- defensive success tackle. story is family... They probably, uh, I would consider, uh, affluent uh, because you go to Northwestern in Chicago. You ain't getting in there with no expired no, driver's no, no, license. That's an Ivy League school. <laughs> exactly. Like even Zach Street went there. Northwestern's outstanding. I want to say one of the top law schools in the country. But if you get that individual and he can play football, uh, Mike, uh, that, that goes a long way. Uh, you know, getting a degree. I don't know if he got a degree from there, but just going to that school. And, uh, look, a great opportunity for him. I mean, you, you step up, uh, whether the Chiefs, but uh, I know money would talk. I mean. Uh, oh, he, he'd play anywhere, yeah. but he has kind of right. made it known. I would like to play for my hometown team that can't. Well, who wouldn't? Well, 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 the thing is, you know what? You play long enough, then on the back end of your career, you go finish with the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying, Mike? You, you make it when you can, and you just be like a traveling salesman. But a player, you just go play, kick butt, and then in the back end of your career, you can go back home and play in Kansas City, and all's uh, well and done. <laughs> so I think he'll probably end up early second-round pick, but I, I saw what you saw yeah, no, about him going 31. But basically it's been 31 right. to the Chiefs. Right, because making sure that he goes to his hometown yeah, team. Yeah, hometown team. And then up next we have Florida's Garen Dexter. Yeah, he's a big guy. Again, he's not going to give you a lot of pass rush mainly been used as a run stuffer, occupy blocks, letting those Gator uh, linebackers get in. He's had a few injuries here and there, but come on. Injuries, uh, you're going to happen if you play three years in college football and you play defensive tackle, you're going to have some injuries here and there uh, with it. But he's a big man in the middle. He's got that dreaded word next to him too, potential. Uh, At times he's flashed it. Other times he's not played up to, I think, the talent he has. He's got a lot more ability than what I've seen on the field. No question about it. And he's shown it from time to time, but he's never pieced it all together. Staying in that same tier, we're hopping over to Wisconsin's Keanu Benton. 
Yeah, a very similar player. Another big man in the middle. Stopped the run. Uh, solid as a pass rusher. More of a guy that can sort of forklift that center guard right back into the backfield. Uh, but um, he does influence the play because you can't step up in the pocket with Bitten there. But his ability, short-term speed in that five, seven-yard area, being able to stop the run, he's not getting out of round two. And then three more players to get to. First off, Baylor, Ziaki Ika. Man, Apu, uh, when he was at LSU, man, he, he Apu Ika, he was something. So, so, Mike, did he transfer because of Dave Miranda? Or yes. What? Well, he transferred because of the 3-4 defense, okay. and they went to 4-3. Okay. And uh, I remember Coach O telling me they had a long talk with Apu, and they basically told him, hey, look, uh, you'd probably be better off in a, in a 3-4 line. No, I'd have found a spot for him. I'm not letting him walk. <laughs> he's too good. Now, again, he's heavy, and it does affect his conditioning, and he's had to take some breaks uh, because he is heavy. But he's a rare athlete because, man, he can run for a big man. Um, and some of the practices I saw with him at LSU in games, in a short burst, he was real quick and real fast for a big man. But at 360 pounds, come on, you're going to wear down. He's got to get his weight down. Um He's not going to give you a great pass rush. His ability to stop the run, and he's pretty good on the chase down. For a big man that's over 350 pounds, you can't say that about a lot of different people. Well, Mike, uh, you know how they want you 330 in, instead of 360? Man, he ain't no 330 pounds. No, no, no. I say, okay, can you be, please be 330 instead of 360? I'm not going to call out any names. Uh, I, I don't want to throw them out there. I'm going to tell you a story uh, in Atlanta. We drafted him in the first round. Uh, from University of uh, Washington. Lincoln and, Kennedy? Uh, no, I'm not going to say any names. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> and uh, and all of a sudden, okay, we want you at this weight. And um, he was the only player, and Jerry Glanville and all and the Falcons, they couldn't figure out, how can you be going to bed and, and sleeping and you're gaining weight? Okay, you wake up in the morning and you gain weight. Well, you know, you could sneak out after curfew and – you know, you have your clothes on, and the coach comes check you. Hey, how y'all doing? And, you know, I'm going to bed. And then you sneak out. Maybe it's 12, 31 in the morning. You're trying to burn the candles at both ends. That's what they used to do back in the day. But um, all of a sudden, I've never witnessed a player sneak out uh, to go to the 7-Eleven or time save whatever to get, like, snacks. What you and mean, like Snickers? A, a Snickers, Three, three Musketeers, <laughs> a Milky Way, whatever. So all of a sudden, they you know they weigh in this individual player in the morning. Man, how did you gain a pound and a half when you were sleeping? You know, we watched what you ate for dinner. You only ate a salad, a big salad, whatever, and all that. But then all of a sudden, they investigated more. And they went look in uh, his room. You know, uh, we were staying at a hotel. It wasn't a dorm. We were in a hotel that was right on uh, this in Swanee before Flowery Branch. And Mike, underneath the bed, there was a pile <laughs> of candy wrappers that you wouldn't believe. It was like a pile. In other words, well, well that's what's happening. So you do a little investigation. You say, well, well that's why you you gaining weight. So you're not going out in honky tonk. You're going out to get snacks. I need snacks. I'm hungry at 1 in the morning. So, I mean, I'm telling you, he was waking up. They do a breakfast check, and you're weighing in. They go, well, we know you just ate a salad. How did you gain like a pound and a half 
overnight sleeping. Yeah, and, and so and, and so Mike, uh, they that, one individual player, like you're saying, at three thirty, and they weighing three fifty, three sixty. You think, oh, well, that just get down to three thirty. That's a lot easier said, said than, than done. done. Yeah, I agree with it, and you're more susceptible to injuries. And then, Mike, real quick, two SEC players: Jaquil and Roy from LSU, obviously, and then Auburn's Colby Wooden. Yeah, man, I'm I'm a big uh, Jaquil and Roy fan. Uh, I think that uh, he's a guy that uh, can really kind of turn it up. He has played on the nose and also a traditional four-three defensive tackle. Um, Really good run stopper, and he's gotten much better as a pass protector. Wooden has been a guy that's really given you a nice push from in the middle as a pass rusher. He's had a few injuries, but again, you, you're playing a high-collision sport uh, inside at defensive tackle. You're going to have some of that, but boy, when he's been healthy, man, can he get up the field and give you a nice pass rush from the middle. I'd like to see a little bit more consistency in his game. And then Auburn's Colby Wooden, just to wrap it up. Yeah, Colby, uh, again, that's who I was talking about, Colby. He's a guy that I can think can give you that push in the middle, along with Zach Pickens, South Carolina. Two similar type players okay. that can push that inside pass rush uh, very, very well. Now, again, they're not in that 320-pound area. They're more in the 290s, 285 area, so it's a little bit different. Inside the Draft with Mike D is brought to you by Craig's Electrical and Generator Service. When the power goes off, Craig's comes on. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.